Hello, Dr. Dyke Drummond here at the home of TheHappyMD.com in beautiful Seattle, Washington. Welcome to the latest episode of the Physicians on Purpose podcast. Tools so you can recognize and prevent your own burnout. Stories of burnout put to its highest and best use. And wellness leadership strategies. Everything you need to be a physician on purpose. Well, hey, this is Dyke Drummond in the latest edition of the Physicians on Purpose podcast, broadcasting from beautiful Seattle, Washington, at the home of thehappymd.com. And here today, again, we have a friend of the broadcast, Dr. Harjo Singh, MD, who is formerly a child psychiatrist, but Still. he's also, <laughs> not formerly, his training is in child psychiatry. And he's one of our coaches at thehappymd.com. So if you come to thehappymd.com, you hammer the coaching link, you can see Harjo's bio, all of our other coaches. And remember, if you want to talk about a place in your career where you're struggling, our discovery session is a no cost, no obligation, confidential one hour on the phone where you can get a second opinion. And Harjo and I today are going to be talking about a superpower when it comes to the prevention of burnout. And it's also a superpower that gets a bad rap because it may on the very surface of it seem like magical thinking. What's the superpower? Well, it's gratitude. And I just want to say from the start, if you're saying, oh, geez, not gratitude again, because you may have heard of this before. I'm not talking about turn your smile upside down. What I'm talking about is at the same time that you may have things happening to you that are maximally frustrating just fry your bacon, piss you off, drive you crazy. At the same time, if you stop and take a breath and look around and change your focus on what's going right here right now, what privilege am I sitting in right now, what is happening and what is not happening to me right now that I could instead be grateful for, there's a whole bunch of that always happening simultaneously. And if you begin to notice that more effectively, it can change your entire experience of life. So Harjo, tell us a little bit about your understanding of gratitude, how you think it helps your clients and how you teach people how to practice it. Well, I work with a lot of physician leaders and because they are also in charge of helping other physicians, this really truly is a kind of a superpower that can disseminate in the entire organization very quickly. However, you have to understand that Gratitude is not a noun, it is a verb, which means when we are talking about it, this is not like something you quickly hear and then store it away in your memory bank somewhere. Ah, oh, that's something nice to do. It's a concept. It's not conceptual. Yes, that's right. So you have to practice it. If anything, if anything, there's number one thing you can take home today, it is you have to practice it. So research shows that gratitude improves physical health, it improves sleep improves your psychological health. It's known to be a very good antidepressant and it reduces aggression. It improves social connectivity. It improves your self-esteem and empathy. So it is an all-around tonic in a way because the important thing to realize is this, that when we're talking about this kind of an intervention, this is to help you go from not like minus eight to minus two. So you see, you can't like always be fixing your problems. This is to take you all the way to plus eight and then 10. To flip the script. Yes. So it's like if you're moving from a place where you're succumbing to things in your life. And then you're saying, maybe barely I'm, you know, keeping my head above water and surviving. Losing the battle. Yes. So 
But when you want to move into thriving and flourishing, and you want to create that level of uh, well-being in your life, you have to broaden and build your experiences in life. So inside your mind, gratitude does that. And then once you do it inside your mind, then it does it outside in your life. First with you, and then within the people that you come in contact with. So that's how gratitude works. Now, the, the interesting... Hang on a second, Harji. You just made a really important point. I just want to nail it, okay? Gratitude changes your brain chemistry and your physiology as soon as you pick something to be grateful for mm-hmm. and it's contagious it's like pig pen in the charlie brown cartoons pig pen's little dirt cloud that's your gratitude cloud you drag around with you oh god here comes that guy who's smiling all the time right and so it can fundamentally affect your relationship with your team your relationship with your family your patients your boss and you said you work with leaders imagine if everybody everybody who's a frontline provider if you're listening right now as a frontline provider imagine if the next time your boss showed up they showed up with a smile on their face and thank you for something o m g that's all i got to say go ahead <laughs> well even you the people who are frontline providers i still practice you are kind of bosses too you have a team right and you may not be their formal bosses but you really they look up to you and how you show up like you show up and are you igniting their brains are you lighting up their brains or are you blowing up their brains do you shut them down or turn them on that's right so when you enter the room are they happy or are they happy when you leave the room so that's <laughs> where gratitude brings you to a place where you can uh, be a person who is a source of lighting up their brains. We're not talking about turn your smile upside down. No, 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 absolutely not. In fact, you don't have to do it. We're not talking about rose-colored glasses. Absolutely okay? not. I like okay, how about this? We talk about an evidence-based intervention which is purely based on gratitude. Okay. So, in which okay, I dare you, you don't have to smile when you do this. You just do the exercise and see the effects of it because in research it has been proven to show all the benefits that I mentioned earlier on your physical health and mental health and in your relationships and how you feel about yourself. So, that intervention is called gratitude journaling. And it is not only evidence-based, it's also placebo controlled because they asked people to journal about other things when they researched this. Oh wow, okay. Yes. And believe it or not, the initial report the initial studies were done by doing gratitude journaling just for 7 days so we're not asking you to journal for years upon years and the antidepressant effect was seen up to 6 months later oh my god okay so hang on a second yeah if you could take a pill like we're talking about a vaccine if you could take a vaccine right and it take took you a few seconds every evening and it kept you in a place of goodness in a place of well-being and thriving and and sort of flourishing for 6 months that's the superpower we're talking about so the evidence holds it it's hang on a second you're quoting a specific study here so i would like to hear a little bit of details on this study so what were the instructions to the study participant we're going to journal for 7 days what were the specific instructions randomly assigned people were given two kinds of activities the first one was now you see if you and i talked about it intellectually you can see you can convince yourself or others about benefits of one versus the other so in the first one they were simply to write and randomly assigned three things that they are thankful for 
that day. Something very simple. Maybe as simple as writing three sentences. Yes. So I am thankful for my health. People start with something. I like my dog. I like my toothbrush. No, no, not liking. I'm thankful for. Liking is a different one. Yeah, that's a different activity. Okay, so hang on a second. These are the specifics, right? So it's, I'm thankful for my dog. I'm thankful for my wife. And I'm thankful for the fact that my kid didn't get in trouble. That's right. Today. And it doesn't have to be, oh, say only positive things. Don't say, no, 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 no. Anything you're thankful for for that day. Like just yesterday, I was coaching a physician leader and we did it for the first time so he could get going in this thing. He said, I'm thankful we have food on the table. I'm thankful I have my health. And I'm thankful that my wife likes me. So he, he wrote down three things. Well, I think my wife likes me. I'll have really, to confirm that with her. I really all of our wives like us. So something that simple. So it's nothing complicated and high gluten. No, 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 no. Something simple. I'm thankful I got to eat today on time. Something like that. And other people were supposed to write about, you know, their workplace problems or problems they tackled in the day. You know, doesn't matter how and when and if they were successful or not. So you might think intellectually that actually at the end of the day, thinking about your problems and solving them might have a better effect. That wasn't what the study showed. The study showed that doing simple three things as a gratitude, sort of almost like a Thanksgiving everyday kind of activity, had a much bigger effect on physical health and mental health. Well, and notice the mind shift. It's not about turning your smile upside down. It's about shifting what you're scanning your environment for, right? And one of the things that we're programmed to do through our medical education and residency and throughout all of our practice, every minute of our practice is scan for problems, disease, disasters that are about to happen. So we begin to live our life with what I call not rose-colored glasses, right? Not rose-colored glasses. We view the world with shit-colored glasses. Everything looks like shit. We have trouble seeing the things that are going right. Yes. There's always things going right. Let me just point out something right now. Because we're masters at differential diagnosis. Show me a skin lesion and ask me how many different things this could represent that would be deadly for the patient. And I can go on for hours. But notice this. Harjo, just right now, I'm going to ask you a simple question. Do your teeth hurt right now? No. Are your underpants dry? Absolutely. <laughs> Do you have a roof, roof over your head? Yes. Indoor plumbing, hot yes. water, food yes. in the fridge? Okay. All of those things are true, no matter what other bad thing may be happening in your practice. Like my boss, you know, doesn't allow me to do some. All of those other things are also happening too. And you could sit down with your journal and say, I'm thankful for the roof over my head. I'm thankful for the fact that my teeth don't hurt. I'm thankful for this patient that I saw today. And we know that that can make a, a difference. That you say now in this study has been shown to last six months. Holy yes. cow. And the longer you do it, the more you do it, the benefits actually just exponentially increase. So it's not something that I would say do it for seven days. But if you forget a day, that's okay. You can do it the next day. No harm done. You see, that's where it's kind of like saying that Dyke and I are not even trying to convince you that you should do it. The idea is also not to say that, ah, oh, look at how much research is behind. The idea is to just yes, do it. It's kind of like saying do it and do it what feels right to you. I've seen research too, Harjo, from a different study where there is potentially evidence that the optimal frequency for this simple write down three things you're grateful for, the optimal frequency may also be once a week. Well, here's the thing. 
It doesn't matter. You have to create a habit. Now, you see, we're kind of getting into habit formations and habit creations. And that's where it's kind of like you and I are talking about what is better, Coke or Pepsi, whereas people may be thirsty just for water. So that's where doing something and doing it as regularly as you can. And by the way, evening is not the only time to do it. You can do it in the morning. You can do it in the middle of the day. Okay, probably one of the easiest things to do is right now. Take out your cell phones and open the calendar in there and put a reminder in there. Daily. Yeah. Weekly. Daily. That's right. Put a daily reminder there. Any time of the day, once you kind of get into it, it doesn't even take three seconds to do it. Beep, beep. Oh, it's time for yes. my gratitude and these studies journal. have been done again and again. Once a week, gratitude. Three weeks of gratitude journaling. There's all kinds of studies. So I just quoted one of them. And oh, in all age groups as well. So when we're talking about fact of gratitude, as an antidepressant. I want to say that at the bottom of it all is the idea that there is, and we know this for about five decades now, that learned helplessness is at the bottom of depression and other mental illnesses. Just like that, this is an activity to make you have learned optimism. Just like you can train yourself and become learned helplessness, This is about learned optimism. And there are studies going down to middle schoolers uh, where this can be trained and taught, but it has to be practiced. So it's not something you learn once, like you have to answer a question in board exam. This is something that you have to do. Right. And, And let me just categorize this. If you're listening right now, this is a tool. It is not a burnout prevention strategy. It's a tool that you might incorporate in your larger strategy. If I was to categorize it, is this an inner game or an outer game tool? So this is an inner game tool, but it's also something that you can practice for yourself. It's something you can practice for your team. So for instance, if you have ever been on a support call with me, if you've ever been on a coaching call with me, the first thing I ask you, and we don't continue until this task is done, hey, what's one thing? that you're grateful for or want to acknowledge yourself for that's happened in the last couple of weeks. And it doesn't have to be about work, right? And people talk about their children or they they talk about something, you know, I rode my bike on Sunday and I haven't done that in two weeks. Super simple stuff. But we always start with gratitude because doctors are always problem focused. Real quick, quick plug. Bullet journal is what I use. B-U-L-L-I-T journal, bullet journal. It's a specific format. And this is something you can very easily incorporate into any bullet journaling habit that you have. Yes. You know, while we're talking about this being a tool, the bigger strategy is savoring. So that's where Thanksgiving... So hang on a second. Savoring. You mean like taking my time and actually sucking all the juice out of it? That's right. That's where if you go with the most formal definition that the researchers Bryant and Vadoff, they studied this as a discipline for the first time that we know about. They describe savoring as the capacity. Now watch, capacity for three things. Capacity to attend to things, appreciate, and enhance the positive experiences in your life. Now watch, gratitude is attending to, appreciating, and enhancing the positive experiences in your life. That's the most scientific definition that we can come up with of gratitude. So I could do something like, and this is just off the top of my head. And by the way, we're talking about this as a practice because of the fundamental truths that practice makes better. The more you practice, the better you get. And so I could write down one of my gratitude statements, you know, 
I'm grateful for the roast beef I made for the first time mm-hmm. last night. And I could stop and I could close my eyes and I could take a breath and I could go right back there and savor it all over again. And it would only take me just a breath or two. And the more you practice, the better you get. Yes, that's right. And the brain doesn't know the difference. Brain actually thinks as if you are doing it again. Here we go. So, so if you put somebody in a functional MRI and you feed them beef, it lights up in one way. And if you ask them to imagine eating yes. beef, it lights up in exactly the same yes. way. So again, like Dyke said, it is not wearing rose-colored glasses. This is about sort of like grounding yourself and realizing where things are going right. And really what feels right to you is what matters. Not what I might or anybody might try to convince you. It comes from a place of conviction within you instead of an external person telling you or trying to convince you. To believe me or follow me or yes, listen to me yes. or do what or I believe say. believe me, right? you have a good life. No, that's not what we're talking about. And that's where these small things that you write down over time have anything. But it has to come from that place. And so it's, it's a superpower. It affects your physiology, it affects your relationships, it has a long tail, and everybody can do it. And what I want to say is, if you listening right now are in a place where my life sucks, everything sucks, that's never true in my experience. That's almost never true. And I've never met anybody as a coach in a discovery session where it was true that every aspect of their life was terrible. What had happened was the burnout and perhaps depression had sucked them into that dark place where it was hard to see the things that you can be grateful for. But there's almost always something you can be grateful for, which is why I start. It sounds funny when I say it, but when somebody comes to a coaching call with me and I say, and for some people, this is the most difficult thing for them to do. What's one thing you're grateful for you want to acknowledge yourself for out of the last week? And it doesn't have to be about work. And they say, I got nothing. And I say, Do your teeth hurt? No, you could be grateful for that. Are your underpants dry? (laughs) Is there a roof over your head? Now, sometimes their, their teeth hurt, their underpants are not dry, and there is no roof over their head. I'm sure that's true for some people sometimes, but it's never been true on a coaching call with a doctor for me. If you run out of things that you can be grateful for, you can start with simple stuff. That's exactly right. It'll help you move from a place of maybe an ill being or feeling like you're at the baseline to a place of well-being and thriving and flourishing. And maybe you'll smile. And by the way, I got that from Thich Nhat Hanh. Because <laughs> it's what Thich Nhat Hanh says, I could be in this moment grateful for my non-toothache. Yes. So Harjo, I'm feeling like that's a nice chunk for today. And what I want you to know, if you're listening right now, is that we're going to have themes through the podcast. There's going to be a theme of gratitude because gratitude journaling is only one tool in the gratitude universe. Absolutely. It's super powerful and it does have that long tail. And my challenge is this, grab a piece of paper, write down three things you're grateful. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be fancy. It can even be stupid if, you know, this is stupid. No, write mm-hmm. it down if you're grateful mm-hmm. for it. I'm grateful that I trimmed my nose. No, you should be grateful you have a paper and pen to write on. (laughs) Should be grateful you have a cell phone on which you can enter this thing to be done daily. See, we can go on and on and on. Exactly. Like the whole thing about attending to appreciating and enhancing those things and realizing about things you could be thankful for. Again, like it has to come from a place within you. (laughs) Yep. 
And Harjo is going to give us the link to the study he just quoted about three little uh, statements lasting for months. And we're going to have that in the links down below this podcast, wherever it is that you're listening or watching what we're doing right now. So this is Dr. Dyke Drummond, the home of thehappymd.com in beautiful Seattle, Washington. We've been with Dr. Harjo Singh, MD, who again is trained formally as a child psychiatrist, but he works with burnout physicians and physician leaders as one of our certified physician burnout coaches here at thehappymd.com. Come to the website, hammer the coach button, and you can schedule a discovery session with Harjo or any one of our other five coaches at the site. Uh, Harjo, thanks so much for being here. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. Harjo, thanks a lot. And we're going to do this again real soon. Thank you. Thank you. 